This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is... If you like it, put a ring on it. He, as Beyonce, she normally says everything best. She does. She sure does. Uh, guys, also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. One man who wonders if he can put a restriction on an engagement ring before giving it and why more people aren't following the three-month salary rule anymore when it comes to engagement rings. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants advice on setting boundaries with her fiancé hanging out with female friends. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is the creator of your favorite Instagram and Twitter accounts, at Big Kid Problems, where she makes nearly 400,000 followers laugh about memes and how much growing up sucks and tons of jokes about all that. Now she's the host of the new podcast, The Big Kid Problems Podcast. Please welcome our friend, Sarah Merrill. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. We last had you on the episode called The Scary Future, and a lot has changed in your life since then. You've grown up a little bit more, but you've moved across the country to be in the same state as your boyfriend, which... If I'm remembering correctly, you were considering doing the last time we talked. Is that right? Yeah. A lot happened in the last year. And then professionally, also, you started a podcast, which you had also been thinking about doing. So professional and personal life, there's been some big changes. Tell us a little bit about what has happened. How's moving in? How's the podcast? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of crazy. And I never, I mean, for anybody who like follows Big Kid Problems, like I was in New York for eight years, like my whole life I wanted to get to New York. Like I I never thought I'd see the day that I would actually leave. It was really crazy. Um, but yeah, my boyfriend uh, had been in California for like a year and a half. We were doing long distance. It was getting like harder and harder. And what I do, I mean, I tell jokes on the internet for a living, so I can kind of do that from anywhere. You're like, so if one of us were going to move, I guess. Yeah, like I was going to lose that fight. Yeah. Um, so I had like, I was kind of, you know, thinking about, you know, maybe, oh, well, what would it look like if I moved over there? And then like, I just started getting all of these crazy signs. Like I like asked the universe to send me signs and then they all started flooding in, like go. So I literally like pulled- what? What signs? <laughs> Um, let me think of a couple. Um, you're like, it's weird. One day I woke up with a note on my stomach. <laughs> it's like, get <laughs> out. moved to California. <laughs> yeah. my uh, like really it. random things. Like, uh, like I usually, I put, I get this, um, Amazon order for like all my, uh, toilet paper and, <laughs> um, paper towels. And I was thinking about, well, which well, I don't blame you because I still to this day think like walking down the street carrying toilet paper is a humiliating thing. It's we very all humbling. Go I to mean, the bathroom, but like I remember that was the thing I was most scared about when I was moving to New York. I remember asking people when I was in California and I was about to move to New York, anyone that I knew that had lived here, I was like, so explain what you do about toilet paper. Cause like I don't have a car, like you double bag. I was like, how do no you walk down through. the street with your toilet paper? I don't know. Now I don't give a crap. Yeah. Pun intended. But I, at the time, was, like, so scared about that. So you don't want to, like, run into somebody on the street carrying, like, a 32-pack. No. You're like, why do you need all that toilet paper? The mega rolls. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> kind of awkward. Anyway, so I get, like, that shipment usually every six months. And, like, the, the date May 1st kept coming up. Like, I had, like, this consulting gig that was ending May 1st. My apartment had to be renewed for the next year on May 1st. And then, like, I was supposed to get this shipment. Um in April for the next six months, and it just mysteriously, like, canceled itself. Like, Whoa. Amazon Prime orders like that just don't, like, not show up. They're like, you don't need your toilet paper in New York anymore. Yeah. Because you're going to California. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, that's crazy. I know that doesn't sound like much of a sign, but then... <laughs> the toilet paper sign. <laughs> toilet paper, I, I was like, I gotta go. That that seems like um, the the most powerful sign to me. To me, yeah. it was, like, real. And then I also had this, I had this notebook that I had started when I first moved to New York. It was, like, my journal, and I wrote all my big kid problems in it. And I was literally writing in there, like, about, like, getting signs. And I turned the page, and it was the last page of the book. Like there was no more, like the book was done. 
And I was like, oh my God, wait, like, that was the most wait, powerful Don't one. you know that the book's almost done because you can feel that there's no more pages? Yeah, but I had so many things like shoved in the book. Oh, like okay. I had like extra papers and stuff. Like it was weird. Like I was like, I was like, how is it shocking when you turn it to last? <laughs> Laura's the last one. But I, I, the flaws I, in this. No, 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 like, I didn't. no, no, I'm with it. I just, I'm like, you know, when you're about to hit the last page of a book you're reading, you know, yeah, the last yeah. page is coming you up. So I, yourself. I, but okay, the papers stuffed in. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on board now. Yeah, but it was just like, and I mean, like there was like one or one page left, you know, and I still had like a month left in New York if you want to get technical, but it was just kind of crazy. I was like, you know, like maybe like this chapter of my life is like coming to a close. Like I felt really good about my time in New York, like all the things I came for. Uh, I feel like I got like I met like all the amazing people like my best friends for life. I met like this great guy like yeah you know I had worked I had done amazing things and I, I was like you know what like maybe it is time I can always come back here if I need to so why not try something new and give it a shot. I love so that. How has LA been? It's been good. I mean I it was definitely a really tough transition at first. I mean it is like a completely different world. Um, And I'd say it probably took me a little bit longer than I thought it would to get adjusted. And I'm still, like, not totally adjusted. But In what ways? uh, It's just, like, so different. Like, I'm used to having, like, a very, like, prominent social life and, like, so many friends. And it's just, like, easy to meet up with people, easy to do things on the weekends. And, like, in – LA it's it's everything's very spread out it's hard to get to people it's it's hard to like do social things it's hard to and I think making friends in your like early 30s compared to like when I first moved to New York in my early 20s is so different and so hard um I have been lucky to and even 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 though I've been lucky to like meet cool people then it's just like there's a spacing issue like if they're in a different part of town it just makes it it makes it hard um so it's just been it's been a little bit of a transition but I am definitely like liking it more and more and more. And I got a dog. So that, I mean, just helps everything. Who needs friends when you have a dog? We we get that question a lot though. Like how to meet friends in your thirties or just as you get older, how have you met the people that you've met, even if they're far away? Yeah. I mean, I've asked like my friends that are had ties in California, Mm -hmm. like for introductions, um, even Laura, Laura sent me some cool people to meet. Have you hung oh. out with them? Yeah, I hung out. Yeah, I hung out with a Monroe. Monroe, she's oh my god, to die for. Yeah, I feel so bad. She keeps inviting me to like things, and every single time, it's like I'm I'm out of town. Oh no, I know. Um, so I hope Monroe don't give up on me. <laughs> How about moving in? How did it go from long distance to living with your boyfriend? Uh, it was actually like it was really fun. We like instantly like loved it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was. You never really know nice. how that could go. Yeah, and it was just it was really really fun, and we got like this really awesome place. Um, that's just like beautiful and like spacious, and like you can hear the ocean from our spot. That's amazing. Which like coming from New York City, where it's like sirens on the street and like chaos, to that is just like wonderful. Oh, I can't even imagine. I feel like I would need a playlist on Spotify or something to sleep at night of people like screaming "fuck you" at each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, like how do, how do I sleep without yeah, that? Right, people getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So we can relate to like um a brand evolving. You know, like we used to write a lot about being single and dating, and now we've gotten older and we don't do that so much anymore. We ha- talk a lot about like babies and, <laughs> yeah and engagements and weddings we still talk of course about you know dating stuff and tinder and how could we not right but, but for, like our social presence it's gotten harder i think for us to like come up with like jokes that relate to being single because it's been a while for it's us. been a while it's been yeah a while. so how has that like been an issue for you we've noticed your jokes have evolved yeah I but can we can say. we say some can we read some of our favorite jokes <laughs> yes. please do okay um, I'll read the first one. It turns out being in your 30s just means you get excited about different flavors of hummus. Can confirm. Relatable. Is accurate. Um, another one is, doctor, what kind of birth control are you using? Me. Just my personality. Great one. Yes. So, <laughs> so much less painful events. than an IUD. <laughs> How does one who's right, whose job it is to write about big kid problems, just like it is for us to write about being single. Uh, how do you come up with jokes when you are no longer a big kid? You're a fully fledged adult who has moved across the country whoa, to move whoa. in with her boyfriend and you have a podcast. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> um, I definitely still feel like a big kid. That's the thing is it's like I feel like everybody has big kid problems. Like everybody has these young adult struggles. Like even my dad is like he listens. He's like listen to my last. Dad's two like so relatable. Yeah. He's like <laughs> I have big kid problems too. Um, 
but what's interesting, and I think you guys can probably relate to this too, is like you have your audience, but like they gr- they're growing up too. Like everybody's kind of moving in th- with the flow. That's true. Yeah. Everybody's like in it with you, and I think it's actually kind of cool to evolve over time because um, your listeners and your audience can are, is also evolving. Um, so I I think I think you know I wanted to stay authentic to that and. It's going to be weird when, like, big kid problems, it's, like, when I'm having kids, you know? Like, I'm, like, you know, like, that's yeah. going to take a whole new meeting. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't want to isolate, like, my younger audience, too. Uh, I also, like, try and go back to those times, like, in my single days to still come up with content and still make sure, like, I'm hitting my my single girls. I feel like that's uh, that's what we do, too. Right. Well, there's also, like, something to be said for the clarity of looking back on your 20s that comes with age, you know? <laughs> like, you can be more self-aware about stuff that you were doing. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, we're going to talk more later on in the podcast about putting a ring on it, waiting for engagements. Maybe that's something that you're doing. We don't know. We don't want to give away any spoilers. Uh, But first, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They're reinventing wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in your lives even happier. Uh, This is, I think, very good timing for Angela, who's getting married. People are already asking me if I'm registered. Well, they already want to send you gifts, girl. I know. I'm so flattered, but I wasn't even like mentally there yet. I was focusing on the hard stuff, but this is like the fun, easy stuff. So I need to like get my Zola situation. I have to say set. like you get so many gifts when you have a wedding and it is so crazy fun to do a registry because you just, it's like shop. It's like a shopping spree. Yes. It's like, if you ever dream about like winning the lottery and you're like, oh my God, I would go on a shopping spree where I would just spend like thousands and thousands of dollars. And you actually get to do that with the registry. You can just pick out anything you want in the store. And I everything also, is yours. We're trying to be like kind of minimalist about it because we have a small New York City apartment. But just get a lot of like expensive shit. Well, that's the thing is like we can also register for like kind of bigger things on Zola because Zola allows for like group buying. Yeah, that's the, so that's the stuff. Rather have. than get like a million glasses, like maybe we'll just register for like a nice couch and everybody can contribute and get us the couch. I made a big mistake and I didn't like, I didn't even know that this existed when I got married years ago. So what I did was I bought these like really expensive, like $150 candles. Cause I, was I like, remember those candles. I was like, oh, those are small and I can just return the candles. You know what I mean? That was actually pretty smart. Right. And then I can get like a nice table. All right. Tell, <laughs> tell us more about Zola. This is way easier. So Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and easy to use planning tools. You start with a free wedding website. It's really easy and takes just a couple of minutes to set up. Um, you add everything. There's an FAQ section that helps address like awkward questions like, can I bring my kids and all that stuff? Uh, I still don't know what I'm doing with that with my wedding. Um, then you build your Let dream. me know. Let me know. I will. I mean, Rylan's obviously invited. Oh, thank <laughs> he you. gets like his own invitation separate of you oh, and Okay, Nick. good. Um, <laughs> so then you build your dream registry on Zola. Zola makes registering for Newlywed Life super easy. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts at all different po- price points, there's something for every guest to give. And it's uh, free shipping and returns, price matching, and more. So it's great for your guests. To start your free wedding website and also get 50 bucks off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash single. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash single. You get $50 off your registry on Zola to start your free wedding website. Go to Zola.com slash single. Angela, what have you been reading in the news for us all to chat about? Okay, so I was reading Market Watch, where I get all my dating news from. And of course they, you do. Yeah, so they had a story by Quentin Fattrell, and he wrote about how there's this man that uh, they, they have a column called Moneyist, and people write in with different questions. And this man wrote in, wondering whether it's a good time to raise the delicate subject of death and diamonds with the woman who is set to become his third wife. Here's Here was the question. He says, Dear Moneyist, I'm 62 years old and getting married for the third time. I bought my next wife a beautiful $7,000 diamond engagement ring. Do you think it would be okay to ask her to pass it on to my daughter after she passes? So not the daughter they share together, like his right. own daughter. Right. So before I read the advice from Moneyist, what do you guys think? Is that appropriate? 
for this man to do with his third wife? Uh, a big hell no. Because <laughs> when you give a gift, it is up to the receiver of thy gift who the heck they want to pass it on to when they're dead. And the fact that he's like giving a gift, he's basically, he wants to give his daughter a fancy ring. And he's like, mm, okay, so, in, or, or maybe help his daughter out like when she gets engaged. I don't know. Right. But instead of giving his daughter a ring, he's like, I'm going to see if I can get like a two for one. I'm going to give this person I want to marry a ring and then she'll pass it on to my daughter. When like that person that you're giving it to, your new wife, like, first of all, I don't even know if she has kids from another relationship. I don't know. Maybe she's got like a niece or that she wants to give it to maybe her nephew she's very close with and he, when he proposes to somebody she maybe wants to say like here take my diamond who knows it doesn't even matter what she wants to do with it it is fully up to her discretion who the heck she wants to give her ring to in her will when she dies and he, you can't like propose to someone being like okay so i'm gonna propose to you and i'm gonna give you this ring but like the condition is i have i get to tell you who you give it to when you're dead like what the F right. are you thinking that is not how you propose to someone yeah it's not very romantic and no. it's it's basically like he's like I need to make sure I'm getting my return on investment and like a life with you isn't quite enough I need a little more I need a little more <laughs> I need to like make sure my daughter is somehow involved yeah. like no you know yeah what are your what's your take I mean that's not a good sign for where you think this uh, marriage is going probably um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's probably like a subtle way to do it. Like you could be like, you know, like I, I'd love to keep this heirloom in the family. But yeah, you can't just straight up be like, give it to my daughter. Right? I know. And it's not like you want to keep it in the family. But like, yes, you know, it, you know, when they get married, it's going to be her stepdaughter. So it is in the family. But like, let's be real. Maybe she's not going to ever be that close. Maybe his daughter's a little grown up and older. So, you know, keeping in the family can mean a lot of things to different people. She might want to keep it in the family, meaning someone else in her family. Right, exactly. And it, it is all about timing. It's like, don't bring this up in the moment as you engage. So what did the experts at this, what is it, money? Moneyist. Moneyist. What did they say? So they said, dear engaged, ooh, <clears throat> excuse me, nothing says I love you like P.S. when you pass, I'd like to pass this on to my daughter or I've had two wives already. I've lost two rings to posterity. My daughter deserves this one. Um, yeah, I agree. This is also his third wife. So like, and as we know, the statistics for marriages lasting, like they just go down with each consecutive really? yeah wife although it's 62 yeah 62 maybe you'll grow before you could you're growing old together yeah maybe you'll die before <laughs> you get divorced no sorry i'm just being i'm just being real these are just right. the statistics it's, it's just not science. my i'm not i'm not uh it's not my cynicism so anyway yeah they called him out on the uh lack of romance in this idea they said um okay i'm clearly taking your request to extremes but it speaks to my point that it's probably not a good idea to bring up the subject of your fiance's untimely death when you give her her engagement ring. Um, she should at, have at least five minutes to indulge in some dream time and imagine your life together before you pop that particular question. They said, if you don't feel comfortable giving her this engagement ring outright, you should probably A, give her something else for your engagement, maybe a vacation to some amazing place, or B, remain single. Don't give her a ring with conditions attached. Yeah, don't give her a ring with conditions. That's my key. Do you, do you agree? Like, with, like... Uh, if Brandon proposes and he was like, but you, can you leave this to <laughs> such and such? Would you be cool with that? I'd be like, uh, what? What? Come again? Come yeah, again? I don't know. I don't, this I don't, is my I ring. Agree. Yeah, I think it's yours. If you're giving something, it's you're giving it to somebody and they should have total ownership of that. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. All right. You want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. This kind of relates. All right. This is the New York Times. Uh, three months salary for an engagement ring for most people. It's more like two weeks. That's the headline. This is an article by Kwok Trung Bui. Um, I hope I, I hope I didn't butcher that name. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Buying an engagement ring can mean emotionally loaded purchase. We all know this. Uh, for most people, it's more than jewelry. It's a symbol of love and affection and a serious commitment they want to make. How much is that worth? For the typical American, two weeks pay. Now, I'm sure you guys have all heard for like a long time. It's always been like the three-month rule, right? Yeah. We've all heard that. Mm -hmm. it two did weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. What? Okay. The median uh, Americans spend about 4% or two weeks of annual pre-tax income on an engagement ring, according to an online pool of 1,640 adults conducted by the Upshot by Morning Consult. So- 
the poor spend two months wages on ring, but for most people it's less than two weeks. So that's interesting. Like the, the less money you make, you might spend a little more of your, of your income. And for, but for most people it's two weeks. So if you make more than $90,000 a year, they usually spent 1.6 weeks salary. Uh, that was the same if you made uh, 58000 to 90000 So basically, if you make more than 58000 you spend uh, one point less than two weeks. If you made between 40000 to 58000 a year, they spent 1.9 weeks. And if what you made- that? What does that come out to? Um, I'm not good with I'm not good with the maths. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad that question wasn't directed at me. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay, so uh, let me see if it's <laughs> all right. Let's let's think about. Okay, so well, I guess it depends. Okay, so let's say you make sixty thousand dollars a year. Okay, I'm gonna get my calculator out. We'll, we're gonna do this all together. You make sixty thousand dollars a year divided by fifty two weeks a year. That's uh, right. Am I doing that right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, sixty thousand. Hold on, let me see. Sixty thousand divided by fifty-two weeks a year is uh is eleven hundred and fifty-three dollars times two weeks. So two thousand and three hundred dollars if you make a sixty thousand dollar a year salary. All right, doing some math live on the podcast. All right, so I hope everybody had their Always pencils fun. out. Yeah. Along. Overall, spending did increase with higher incomes, yet stayed remarkably flat as a percentage of income. Uh, except for the people at the very bottom of the income ladder, spending on a ring hovered around 4% of their income. So still, spending on engagement rings does have a long tail. 7% of people in the poll reportedly paid more than $10,000 for one. It all kind of depended on, you know, what their what their salary is. But the median payment was $1,900 in the poll. So, yeah. So if we, we said, you know, if you make 60000 a year, it was about $2,300. Um but the, the median in the entire poll was just under $2,000 for a ring with most people were in the ballpark of $1,400. How do you ladies feel about that? Well, we actually had an issue. I mean, I guess you'd call it an issue when I was picking out my engagement ring and we were discussing it. I kept like kind of liking cheap rings. <laughs> like and I want a problem be- wife. Well, yeah. because Ian was like, no, I like I want to spend more than this oh that's so sweet i know because like, did, did you how did he problem yeah how did he come up with the budget was it like two weeks was it three months what did he follow i don't think he based it on that i think it was just like i would because fi- i wanted something small and dainty and sometimes that translated into a ring that was like less than a thousand dollars and I he mean, would any like, guy would be lucky to have yeah, know, Spare right? as their fiance but he was like that just doesn't feel right um, and also I guess like the worry is like, is it like cheap? Is it going to last? Like, why mm-hmm. is it, you know? Uh, so ultimately he wound up using heirloom stuff. So it, but then he still had to pay to get it custom made into the yes. cluster in the cool cluster ring that you did. And he did buy the new stones from the jeweler that, yeah. that made your ring. Yeah. He made sure he upped the, the ante a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your ring is like, is stunning. So he used an heirloom stone that he got handed down. Yes. I wonder if you count that into how much yeah, I don't you know. spend because yeah, and then and then he added he purchased some new stones and, and designed right, and had it. like the custom design. Um, have we're gonna talk more later on about where you are about getting engaged, but you but you guys have talked about getting married in the future. Yeah. So have you talked at all about rings? No, nothing that specific. Nothing that specific. Okay. So for Nick and I, he I remember he when we like started talking about rings. I had a friend that worked at a jeweler. And so I was like, do you want to go meet with the jeweler? And he was like, yeah, sure, let's go. Because he knew he wanted to involve me in the process. Oh, he wait, was, you, you took him to the jeweler? Uh, well, he said, like, let's go look at rings. So first we went to, like, Harry Winston and, like, tried on some rings. I think we went to one other jewelry store. And we didn't know whether we were going to, like, go, you know, walk into a big fancy jeweler and buy one or we were going to go to like a smaller designer and like design one together. So we were kind of looking at our options. And so I suggested, I said, well, okay, we went to Harry Winston. Why don't we go to my friend's, you know, this designer that she works for. And I remember like on our way, we're like, get out of the subway. We're walking up and I'm like, so do you have like a budget in mind? Cause they're going to ask. <laughs> and he told me the number and my like, and I, and I was very pleased. Please. <laughs> I was like, was I mean, more than two weeks, Laura. I, it was more than two weeks. And I was, I was, please is the wrong word. I was shocked. I was like, cause this is a guy that like, you know, doesn't want to spend more than like $15 on a t-shirt and will wear that shirt for 15 years. And like, 
you know, with holes in it, yeah. you know? And I was like, okay. All right. You're we're good. We, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's like nice. I mean, you are going to have this ring for your entire life. Like this is your ring. Like yeah. this is a, a huge commitment. Like for you, this is something you're going to look at every single day. I feel like two weeks is like what you would do to save up for a trip to Cabo. Right. You know, know. like this, I, I kind of think it should be a little bit more. It's funny. Jewelers mentality though. So we ended up going with Lorraine Schwartz to design our ring. I had like interviewed her before for magazines. So I got really lucky that I had like an in and I, got her to like design my ring and so we're designing this ring with this like budget that in my head is like out of control and she goes so she makes some comment to the effect of so you know this ring will be great um and then you can always like upgrade it in 10 years that's like a thing as like a starter ring and I remember like Nick's eyes went wide and my eyes went wide and I was like no 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 this ring is never getting up I don't I don't need to upgrade this ring thank you very much Lorraine Well, I mean, she's used to dealing with like Kardashians where like, you know, so I'm sure she's like, you know, like Blake Light, like all these celebrities where where they're dealing on like an even bigger level that like my brain can't even comprehend where you need security to walk with you. I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need to upgrade this ring in 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, more of a security issue. It's really a security (laughs) issue. I don't want to have to hire security. Yeah. If anything, I think I would want to like downgrade it slowly over time, you know, because like in the (laughs) beginning you want like the flashy, it's exciting. And everyone's like, let me see your ring when you get engaged. And then like, you know, 10 years from now, I like want to wash dishes and like not worry about it. Yeah. You're like, I want to do yoga (laughs) and I can't like, you know, do certain poses where my wrist is the other way because like I don't want to scratch the ring. You know, while we're on the topic, guys. I got a manicure for the first time since getting engaged the other day. Are you supposed to take your ring off? Because I panicked and I didn't know what to do and I left it on. And They always say like, like take your ring off. And I, and I go, nope, we good. Like I don't want to get like acetone on the ring. That's of what course. I was thinking. And then it but, was like I was, I was, it was too late. My fingers were in the stuff. And I was well, like, just oh. keep your ring out of it. Just put like the fingers in the acetone. Yeah, like yeah. you don't want to be – you definitely wouldn't be like – Yeah, I didn't do a full dunk. No, you don't want to be like <laughs> – yeah, you wouldn't clean your ring in acetone, so you don't want to, like, get yeah. acetone on it. But I pretty much just never take it off because I do not trust myself to, like, forget it or leave it. Mm. or So, yeah, when they say take your ring off, I go, no. And then, they'll and then oh, my God, every time when you get a manicure, they put, like, the lotion on you. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, no lotion on the ring. And they're like, okay. And they start it on the palm. And then they smother it all over my hand. Uh, and it takes forever to clean. You know, these are first, first world problems. Very much so. But I'm glad we could have this forum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did hear this. It's like an urban legend. But it actually happened to my uh, – a friend of a friend. So I know this for a fact. Like she was at Equinox and took her ring off. Oh, my God. For like God. A, it, 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 it happened to um, – uh, Oh my god! Why am I blanking on our mutual friend's name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Probably know. We know. Yeah. We know. Like, isn't that the craziest thing? Like, you take it, it got, off for one second and it got stolen. <gasps> oh, yeah. No. And they had to get good. like I. What I don't understand is how they never found out who stole it. She. Sorry, I ruined your. I like interrupted your story. <laughs> Here, you finish your story. No, no. I mean that. That's the. That's the. Thing. She took it off to put lotion on her legs. Yeah. For one second, looked up on the counter, and the ring was gone. Hey, somebody moved is a nice real quick. Place. What I don't understand, though, is when you go to Equinox, number one, you have to swipe yourself in. Number two, they have cameras. And number three, they know what employees are working. So it can't have been that hard to find out who did it, but they never found out, right? Yeah. I guess crazy. There are no cameras in the bathroom, though, right? No cameras in the bathroom, but there have to be cameras that show who goes in the bathroom, right? Oh, that's true. Like, around the same time. We should get to the bottom of this. I really feel like the investigators did a shit job on this investigation because it was a really nice ring. (laughs) You know. (laughs) So. uh, (laughs) All right. Well, just for all you listeners out there, if you get engaged and the budget that is set is less than the three-month rule that you've been told, don't be sad. The average is two weeks. So, you know, just don't be sad. (laughs) Set your expectations, you know, adjust your expectations. Everyone has different salaries. Two (laughs) weeks could mean something very different. Yeah, that's true. People, but adjust expectations, I guess. Sure. Would be the takeaway. Or just have tastes like mine. Or have tastes like (laughs) who ended up with like the most stunning ring. Well, you guys, you guys both kind of like picked out your rings, right? So you don't have to worry about like seeing the ring for the first time and not liking it. Like I have that like reoccurring dream that like I see the (laughs) ring and I don't like it. We, and I'm we, like, what do you do? Well, we read, we read yeah. like an article on the podcast where there was like five listeners and it talked about, they all hated their ring and it talked about, or not listeners, people that wrote in and, uh, 
And like they all had different approaches to dealing with when they didn't like the ring. But I think eventually a lot of them just got new rings. They really? all—they almost yeah. all got new rings. They just had to tell him like, you know, I love that you picked this out, but like, you know, it's something that I'm going to be wearing for the rest of my life. I really think that when you start talking about rings and engagements, just like, yes, maybe the engagement itself can be a surprise, but getting married should yes. not be a surprise. This is like, this isn't like, this isn't some fairy tale land. This is your whole life. And this is a mutual chat. There should be a chat. This is a mutual decision (laughs) that you're both are embarking together. It's not like, yeah. And same with ring. You're going to be wearing the shit for the rest of your life, unless you upgrade like the rain shorts will tell you to. (laughs) So you need to like what you're looking at on your finger. I think really early on when you first start talking about it, just say like, well, just, you know, I'm pretty picky person. So, you know, whenever you decide, let, you know, maybe like, let's like pick right. it out together or, you know, talk to, you know, my best friend, Katie, you know, yeah. and, and I had a shared Pinterest board. I got Ian to use Pinterest. Yeah, there you go. Or do that. <laughs> yeah. Or like just start posting like engagement rings. Be like, Look how great this is. Yeah. Right. You got to just set the precedent know. really early on that you want to be involved in the. In the yeah, I'm very picky. Idea. I'm very picky. So about my hopefully, story. hopefully he knows that then. We're going to find – well, maybe we'll find out. You can send him the link to this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell him where to fast forward. All right, guys. We're going to jump into the mailbox. So first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Angela, I told you a couple episodes ago that I got my period again, which I hadn't had in a long time because I was pregnant. You don't get your period when you're pregnant. That's right. And then I was breastfeeding, so I didn't get it for like the first six months. And then I got my period. And it was a big moment for me to go back onto my Lola account and and click reactivate my subscription because I had put a pause on it. And they make it really easy to do that, by the way, I got to say. And I just reactivated my subscription. And I don't know. I felt like it was just... It was like a big moment for me. I don't know. I, I was feeling a lot of feels. I, like the feels of, oh my God, I'm having my period again. It feels like I'm like a teenager getting my period again. And then also it's like, oh my God, I my body can biologically, you know, hopefully at least, get pregnant again, which I don't know if I'm ready for. Anyways, L- way, Lola was know. a part of the process. Yeah. Good to know that Lola is going to be there for you. You're not going to be caught without product. Yeah, exactly. So that's exciting. Um the reason why Lola makes it so easy is because Lola makes your month easier by shipping your tampons to your door. Their subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time, like Laura so beautifully showed you. Um, you can pick your products. Choose from organic cotton tampons. They are available with a BPA-free plastic applicator or in an environmentally non-applicator form. That's wonderful. They have pads also, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Um, or you can just add a box of each. You don't have to pick one. They also have their Sex by Lola line that we love. We always talk about how important it is to like know what's in your lube, guys. And they have wonderful personal lubricant um, that is water-based and is hypoallergenic and made with 95% organic ingredients to create a long-lasting lubricant that perfectly mimics natural feminine moisture and maintains a healthy healthy pH balance and really just feels good. And they make condoms. Very cool. Um, and guys, they're hooking it up with 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter our promo code, which is uh, this single 40, sorry, single S-I-N-G-L-E four zero. That's 40% off of all subscriptions by going to mylola.com and entering our promo code single 40. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is, is a subscription service that makes it easier to get vitamins, protein powders, and more personalized just for you and delivered straight to your door. Um, I love Care Of because they help you figure out what kind of vitamins you need, and then they put your daily vitamins in a little beautiful little packet that you can just rip open and take each morning. You don't need to open like six different vitamin bottles. It's easier for when you're traveling. It's just... It just simplifies your life. And, you know, I always talk about subscriptionizing my life when it comes to pretty much anything like smoothies and tampons and stuff for my dog and vitamins, I would say, have been one of the 
best changes of my life when it comes to subscriptionizing my life and just making things I, you know, I need come to my door because, you know, you know how many days are in the month. So, you know, you're going to need vitamins. That's like the one thing that's been the best, you know? Yeah. And I weirdly, I feel like something with like taking care of yourself, it's easy to drag your feet. Like, cause you're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do to make myself healthier? This is such a simple thing. It's literally delivered to your door. You just pop them every day. Uh, and it makes a world difference. So mm-hmm. you probably don't know what kinds of vitamins to take, right? No problem. Care of has a fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices. It only takes like five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed recommendation for vitamins, protein powders, and more. Um, it can really be hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking. So they make it easy and then they deliver the daily vitamins and supplements to your door, all customized to your recommendations that you got in your quiz. So you're only taking what you need, nothing extra. Care-of also now offers protein powders that are available in individual packets for on-the-go and in tubs. They're all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. And they're making sure that you're getting your vitamins and proteins from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code this is why 50. That's 50% off your first care of order. That's a huge hookup. Go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code. This is why five zero. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for Sarah to help us answer? Um, well, we've been getting actually a lot of emails from listeners who've gotten engaged recently. So very cool. Mazel ladies. Um, and we have one from one particular listener who's anonymous who wanted to share her little engagement tale. She says, I listen to your podcast every week and was just listening to your wedding episode and your listener question made me laugh. My now husband and I got together fairly quickly and made a big move together to a new place and just realized this is what we wanted. We started looking at rings and talking about getting married. Then the teasing began. He would take me out to dinner and look into my eyes and not ask or take me somewhere beautiful and romantic and not ask. Then I got surprise pregnant and I was honestly pretty shook up because of how sick I felt that I forgot about the proposal altogether, even though I knew he had the ring already. Well, one morning I barked up my pancakes. We went to a secluded island with friends and they ended up going on ahead as I was as I was tired. Uh, it was there on the beach after an old naked man walked past us and I marveled nauseously at the beautiful upside down jellyfish. She's talking, she's not talking about an actual jellyfish. I think it's his old penis. Um, <laughs> that my partner took me totally off guard, told me I was his best friend and that he wanted to spend his life with me. We both cried. He didn't have the ring because he hadn't planned on proposing that day, but I, it was so perfect. Here we are now running a business together with our two-and-a-half-year-old in tow, and we'll have our one-year wedding anniversary this September. All this to say, the process of proposing is a big deal, and he will make it through it, and it does work out. Sorry this message was so long. Thanks, Anonymous. So just to recap, the the listener question she was referring to was one of our listeners who said her boyfriend and her have been discussing marriage, uh, and he keeps he like teases her about when he will propose, and he asks you know, if I'm sure that she knows what she's getting herself into. And every time she thinks he's about to propose, he makes a joke. So she says like, we've been talking about it so long without any action and I'm frustrated. I think he's ruining this wonderful moment for me with his lame jokes and procrastination. Is there any way to make this moment special again? So our listener was writing in to say like, yes, it will be special. Like don't stress. So that was sweet. All right. What do we got as a question? Yeah. Now we have a question. We have to help somebody out. Um, So this is from our listener, Monica. She says, I'm currently engaged to a great guy. Wedding is this September. He got a new job at a company a month before one of my besties Um, For one of my besties got into the same workplace, same department, different responsibilities. They have a good relationship with another female coworker. Last March, they had this two-day holiday, Thursday and Friday, that I don't have in my job. And my fiance told me that they were planning on spending the day, a Thursday, at Universal Studios and invited me if I wanted to come. I said, no, thank you. I had to miss a day of work and possibly be very tired on Friday and waited a couple of weeks for my friend to tell me about the trip they had planned. She did not say anything to me about it. I told my fiance I felt uncomfortable that he was going with one of my female friends and another female that it didn't seem appropriate. 
He decided not to go and the trip got canceled. Now she and the other friends of mine are planning a bachelorette weekend getaway and I don't know if I should bring this up somehow to her. I don't even know if it was acceptable for me to ask my fiance not to go on this trip. Any advice? Thanks. Huge fan of the podcast. Sarah, what do you think? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. I don't think uh, I don't think it's worth it to bring up if it's already if it's already passed. Um, but I mean, in the future, I feel like you gotta have like be trusting, and if especially if this is for like your fiance's job and his work, um, if he needs to go on a trip and it's gonna help um, with whatever he's doing, like who cares if there's other females in the room? Like I feel like you should be kind of comfortable or comfortable enough. Um, with him going and she was invited she could have gone if she really felt that uncomfortable um to like not let him go I feel like is but who knows everybody's different I know especially I can't picture you ever telling Brandon not to go on a trip like but maybe that's because you also had such like a big group of friends where you have your big group of girlfriends and Brandon and all his dude friends were kind of a part of the group. So it was like a huge friend circle group. So like if he was going to hang out with like a couple of the girls, you're so trusting. You would have been like, yeah, okay, go have fun. I can't go. I got to work. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's on a 30 person bachelor party right now. <laughs> yeah. And you don't care. <laughs> wow. No. I'm like, you yeah, know, we're, I'm, we're good. I'm, yeah. I'm the same <laughs> way. I like, I kind of like encourage Nick to hang out with his friends that are, that are females. There's only been one person that I can... Well, two people that I can think of that I ever got like kind of weird and jealous about. Like one was this artist who was like really beautiful and like took like a ton of like naked photos. And one time when I was out of town, I found out that she had come over to a studio to like do like a studio visit and he never mentioned it to me. I think maybe he like thought I would get weird about it, but then I got weird about it that he didn't mention it to me, you know. <laughs> but anyways, but that's different because she was invited. He told her that this is happening, yeah. you know, and I and I like never got mad about the artist. I was like, OK, artists should be hanging out with other artists. This is good for his career. But I was secretly jealous just that it hadn't gotten mentioned. But in this situation, I feel like. He should be able to go and bond with his coworkers. Yeah. And I feel like you should be even more comfortable about it because it's one of the coworker happens to be one of your friends who you trust. It's not yeah, some like you got eyes on the ground. Yeah, it's not some like sleazy like sleazy female coworker trying to get in his pants. And I would have been even more comfortable knowing that there's gonna be two women instead of one. Yeah. Like if it was one on one, like that would maybe even be weirder, like a Universal Studios date of some sort. But Universal Studios is not romantic either. Like, no. you know, it'd be one thing if they're like, we have to go to Paris for a week, and, yeah. you know, but no, Universal Studios, nobody's, it's not lighting any sparks, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, for me, like, I love for my, the person that I'm dating to be friends with my friends. Like, I fully encourage that. So it wouldn't be unusual for, like, Ian to be like, I'm going to Universal Studios with, like, two of your friends. Like, I'd be like, awesome, great, go bond. That'll, like make it more fun when we all hang out together next time because you guys will have this like experience together. So maybe I'm just really trusting of my friends. Maybe they're, I mean, and I get, she said, so her fiance was super honest with her, but the friend she said waited a while to tell her about this. Yeah, the friend was weird about which it. Which is, yeah, a little odd. Was she weird or did she just not even think to mention it because she, like her, her yeah, maybe husband she just, was Maybe gonna... she just assumed that the husband or the, yeah. the fiance was going to mention it. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's this issue is like, Maybe you have a past with this friend and there's yeah, a reason that you're not trusting her. I don't know. But either way, props to your fiance for not causing a lot of drama and just being like, okay, you're, you see, I don't know, kind of, it seems like his attitude was, I don't know why you are weird about this, but I, I want to respect your, you being uncomfortable. I'm just like, not going to go on the trip. It's not a big deal. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to go. Props to the, props to him. Yeah. yeah. Props to him. So, so I feel really, like there's like nothing to be it. upset about. No, you all handled it well. You definitely don't need to bring it up with your friends. Cause what are you going to be like? Why did you try to hang out with my fiance? I feel like they work together. They spend right. all day together. Like you have no reason to be mad at your friends and, and now they're planning a bachelorette for you, which is very nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, we hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, paragraph or less. Um, now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is if you like it, put a ring on it. Yes. And guys, we have a lot to talk about here because despite 
all three of us feeling like we're progressive, independent, feminist women. How did all three of us here in this room find ourselves in a spot of waiting for a guy to propose and wondering when it was going to happen? It happened to me first. I was the first one it happened to where we talked about it two years into dating and then uh, I got proposed to well, we got married maybe five, five after five and a half years. So I got proposed to maybe like four and a half years, but there was like a good two years after we had initially started the conversation where I was like, is this going to happen? When's it happening? Then we looked at a ring and in my head after like the ring was purchased and we designed it with Lorraine, who's trying to put the upgrading <laughs> in our head. I, I didn't get proposed to, I don't know the exact time frame, but I feel like it was at least six months later, which to me felt like an eternity because I was just like, when's it happening? <laughs> like, like, I know you have the ring and he had asked my parents. Um, and anyways, it just happened a lot longer than I thought. And in his head, he was like, why is this such a big deal? We live together. I'm clearly committed to you. I trusted him a hundred percent and I couldn't explain and articulate why getting married was important to me. Like, I don't believe that I need like the government's approval for my relationship to be valid by any means. I'm not a very religious person. I couldn't explain and articulate why it was important, but it just was symbolically important to me. So I found ourselves like, you know, I was like crying on Valentine's day. Like, I thought he was going to, even though Valentine's day proposal was like too cheesy for Nick, I was right. still just like emotional. And then he proposed the next day that, and that had always been his plan. And I just remember him the day before being like, you're going to ruin it. <laughs> and then anyway, so I found myself in that situation. And then as all the podcasts and, and you know, my proposal ended up being great and he caught me off guard and it was beautiful and all that. And we're happily married as our podcast listeners know, Angela, I uh, was on a quite a little journey. I had a very similar experience to yours. More public though, because you talked you talked about the anxiety of it every week. <laughs> yeah. But luckily Ian doesn't listen, so he doesn't know quite how insane I am, but still knows I'm insane. Our podcast listeners know that well, well if yeah. he even though he doesn't listen to the podcast, he might read your Instagram comments and when you did get engaged, Everybody like all was the like list- finally. <laughs> yeah. All the listeners were like, it finally happened. Yeah. But yeah, I would say like we were together for almost five years before we got engaged and like I don't think either of us was really ready to like even start having the marriage conversation until maybe about four years in going on the like like we were ready around the same time and then we started talking about rings but then like the actual proposal happened similarly I would say about like six months past like when I was like okay now it should be happening and which doesn't sound like that long but it six feels months is a long time it feels like forever yeah and like in that six month period I became a person that I really didn't recognize <laughs> because I felt like a caricature of like this 1950s like the housewife like hitting her husband over the head with a frying pan like I was like I like making snarky jokes every time somebody would get engaged I'd be like well good for them <laughs> that's gonna oh, I guess we're not uh, gonna get it in before those people like I don't know I was just like becoming very dark <laughs> I feel um, you, girl. I feel you, know? you. And it's like you don't want to be that person. And you don't recognize yourself because you're like, this is not me. I'm independent. I don't need a man to be happy. Well, none of us I, like want to become that person. You know, well, it's I, not like did we all or it, have we all? Like, what's your status? Yeah, what's your status? Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling you. <laughs> I'm kind of getting there too. I think that it's weird. I I've tried to unpack this too because I'm. You know, I'm not somebody who like cares. Like I've never cared about getting married ever. Um, I almost think like, and I, I and I feel myself going through like all of these emotions sometimes, especially like, oh my god, over the holidays, it was brutal. Like you mentioned Valentine's Day. I think like when there's like these big moments where like people kind of expect that it could happen and it doesn't happen. It's just like there's so much pressure. It's like a, being in a pressure cooker, um, and you can feel it from your friends. You can feel it from your family. Um, and it, it starts to affect you. Like, even if you don't want it to, it just like, it, it piles on and it starts to like actually affect your personality. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've, I've thought, oh, I, I sometimes, I feel like it comes in waves too. Did you ever notice that? Like, sometimes you're like, you'll have a moment of like rage and then you're, yes. and then you're like chill and you're like, you know, everything will happen in time. Right. And then like, you know, it comes back and you, you get sad and you get into that dark place. But 
my whole thing was like, I was like, why have you changed your mind? Like, are you unsure about this? And like, he wasn't, I just, I don't even know. He just like, didn't see the rush. Right. But it's also like, if I'm sure and you're sure, why what are, are we, we waiting for? There must be an issue. Yeah. There's like the what's wrong. Like what's, what's the hold up here? I think yeah. it starts to like raise some red flags. Did like, you guys talk about it before you moved? Was it like, look, I'm going to move across the country to commit to this relationship. Like, but I need you to commit on our like long term or or yeah. or was it not explicitly said like that? No, 1000%. I was like I'm not going to like literally pick up my life, sell 80% of my belongings and move across the country with you to this like unknown territory unless we're on the same page. Like that we we want the same future, we are we want the same thing. So that was definitely a combo. Um and also like I come from a pretty traditional family, so like moving in together without that is kind of like not super like awesome. Um, so did he know that? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, did, and you guys, you didn't want to like, get engaged before moving. I mean like this, this is the problem is it's like, it's, it's not up to the female, you know, know it, like it can be like, we could be yeah, like, will you marry me? But like, but then you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to be rush it. If like, if there is something that's like that he's waiting for, like you want it to be when you both feel good in a moment right. that you both feel good about it. I don't you know? think any girl ever wants to feel like they pressured their man into that either. No. Like right. You want to feel like, oh, he wants to marry, like he is getting down on one knee. He wants to marry me. Like and this he's is excited his decision. And he's hope, you know, yeah. like, hoping I say yes. And like, I'm the woman of his dreams and all that right. stuff. Right. Yeah. So it kind of like goes against probably what we've all, like wanted or like thought of in that moment and thought of ourselves. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so where, where are you feeling like things are now? He don't know. He doesn't know what kind of ring you want though. Yeah. I mean, I've like, I'm like nervous now ever since you said, you said the Pinterest thing, I have like some rings on Pinterest, but they're from like five years ago. I'm like, Oh shit, I should like update. <laughs> um, I mean, it's funny. Like my girlfriends are on watch and like, I know that he hasn't asked them. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's it's coming. I we have had like a combo um cuz I especially after the holidays, like I feel like it it just like I started to like notice my personality shift and it was something that like it was weighing on me so emotionally, but you also try to like put on a happy face, you know, cuz like it's not it's not an easy topic. It's not an easy conversation point. And um you just I was like trying to like play it cool, but was also, like, feeling really, like, emotionally, like, hurt. Um, so I did – I mean, like, I eventually kind of, like, broke down and was like, you know, what's going on here? Like – When did you – like, right after the holidays you did that? Kind of. I mean, he was even like, what's going on? Like, you look a little, like, tense and upset. And I was like, honestly, like, I am a little upset. Like, I just want to know what's going on. You know, like, if, if there is a – and I, are we not on the same page anymore? Yeah, I was like, if you are still like unsure, like that's another conversation we have to have because it's been five years. Like, if you're not sure about something, like we need to like really dive into it and figure it out because if you're not sure or at this like, point, go to like a couple therapists like, and like talk through any last issues. Yeah, like if you're not there yet and it's been five years, like I think like we gotta like start to you know be adults here and like figure it out. If it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, what did he say? He was like, oh, my God. No, of course. He's like, I'm definitely sure. Um, yeah, I he was just like, don't get the rush. But I don't yeah, get it. they don't get it. They don't get it. Uh, it's really good that you had that conversation. Though. I think that being open about it is essential because like, A, you're, otherwise you're going to be quietly resenting him. Yeah. And it's going to build and The build. resentment builds. And then like, B, like awkward conversations are going to come up in your life. Like if you can't talk about these things with each other, then that's a problem. Yeah. So the reason these it's are hard is because if you're like, you know, why won't you propose? You don't want to say that when you're like having an amazing date night and no. you're like watching TV and you're like being all cute and it's like, why won't you propose? It's like, it's like, Oh God, like There's tense awkwardness. Never a good time. You to don't want to do it when you're in a fight, which is when I normally can say things that I've have been building up. If you're already in like a fight over between the dishes, you're like, and you won't even propose. 
It's like, you don't even want to be with me and you didn't do the dishes, you know? I was like, just going to say, I can't tell you how many com- how many fights started about dishes and ended with, you don't want to marry me. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Well, it's just so much easier when you're mad and you could just yeah. like blurt out shit. And like, it's so toxic and it's so bad to do, but I've definitely done it. Yeah. We all have. It's so bad too because like I make jokes about my life on Big Kid Problems. So like, obviously I'm going to joke about this. And I know, like, his friends started sending him, like, screenshots of, like, my, oh my shit like, on Instagram. What's, like, a, what's a joke example? Um, I know for sure they were all kind of, like, sending him. And we should also, like, think of, like, the flip side, like, the guy situation here. Like, there's so much pressure on dudes. Yeah. Um, but I had posted something around the holidays that was, like, a support group, but for girlfriends who don't get proposed to over the holidays. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And that's is needed <laughs> like literally I see, I see like a funny sketch in that yeah and um so i i I, tweet, I tweeted that and then like posted it on instagram okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna create a post i feel like this could be like one of your ones that you post and it's like the the ring on your pinterest board and it's like a gorgeous one that you want and then the ring you get uh, expectation versus reality yeah, yeah when you're when you're yeah when, yeah when you're uh when your boyfriend when your boyfriend doesn't know how to use Pinterest. Pinterest fail. Yeah. Then that should be like, it should be like when your boyfriend doesn't know how to use Pinterest and it's like the ring, the ring of your dreams, the ring he buys. Oh. Right? Is that, 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 there's something there. Is that a potential big hit problem? (laughs) For sure. And it, it solves that other backhanded problem of like me wanting to show the ring that I want. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. The ring you want and then the ring you get. Laura, problem solver. All right. On that note, it is time for our (laughs) reason of the week breakdown. No song encapsulates waiting for a ring more than Beyonce's song, Single Ladies, Put a Ring on It. Now, we all know the chorus, because if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. But do you guys know the actual lyrics to the verses? I think so. Well, we're going to check. We are going to try to stump Sarah with the most popular song about single ladies in the universe in a game we call Single Single Stumped. Stumped. We are going to read a lyric, and Sarah has to try to finish the lyric. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. Up in the club. Just broke up. I'm doing my own thing. You decided to dip, and now you... Go on trip. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. It's want a trip. But ah. Yeah, but close enough. Yeah. Because uh, your brother didn't notice me is the rest. Because another brother, uh, another an- brother, noticed another me. brother noticed me. Sorry, <laughs> if your brother noticed me, that would be a whole other song. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, what do we got next, Angela? Okay, I got gloss on my hip. Oh, sorry, I got gloss on my lips. A man on my hips got me tighter than blank. Oh, oh man. Okay, we'll give you a hint. It's got something to do with the fashion line that her mama started. Oh, is that what that is? I think so. <laughs> oh, got me tighter than. Oh, God. I don't know. No. My Darion jeans. Oh, yeah. I was never going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been singing that lyric for years. Had no idea Darion was. Got me tighter than my Darion jeans. Tina Knowles. Tina Knowles. I had Isn't no it? idea that was the lyric. Amazing. Let's let's double check this. Darion jeans is the ready to wear fashion line introduced by the singer and actress Beyonce and her mother, Tina Lawson. Yeah, wow. what a good daughter putting a plug in to her. Yeah. Uh, in, her, in one of her most favorite songs. Yeah. Or famous songs. All right. Acting up. Drinking my cup. I can care less what you think. I need no. Oh, my God. I, like, pride myself on being, like, a Beyonce fanatic. And I am failing miserably here. Okay. And I'll give you a little more of this. Sentence. I need no permission. Uh, I need no permission. I need no permission. Got my own attention? No, that's not right. No. I need no permission. Did I mention? Ah. This just really goes to show how many times I'll be singing along to a song and think I know everything and I'm really just going, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, a, B, C, D. Okay. All right. What else? What's next? Okay. Don't pay him any attention. See, that was what you said before. Yeah. Don't pay him any attention because you had your turn, but now you go and learn what it really feels like. Blank, blank, me. blank. We'll, we'll give it to you. To miss to me. To miss me. Okay. To miss yeah. me. You knew it. You knew where it was going. <laughs> okay. We got two more for you. 
Don't treat me to these things of the world. I'm not that kind of girl. Your love is what I prefer. What I blank. Oh, God. I don't know. Fuck. Your love is what I prefer, what I deserve. Uh, All right, we got. I'm really, I've, I'm I think you're going to get this last one. Okay. All right, final one. Sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize. (laughs) No, (laughs) Beyonce, (laughs) I'm sorry. It was called single stumped. We were hoping we could stump you. Okay. Here's a man that makes me, then takes me and delivers me to a destiny blank. To infinity and beyond. I knew you were going to get the last one. I actually think that one was really hard. Yeah, we went out on a high note. Um, Guys, we hope that was helpful. And we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Sarah Merrill. Follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Big Kid Problems. Check out her merch at thebigkidproblems.com. You still have merch? Yeah. Yeah, you got the merch. And listen to her awesome new podcast, Big Kid Problems on iTunes. Any other plugs we should tell people about? Um, yeah, uh, on the Instagrams, on Facebook, Twitter, blog, and yeah, the podcast, the Big yeah. Problems podcast on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere you can get your podcast. Her podcast is awesome. We are so excited that you finally did one oh. because we were talking about it for a long time. I and know. Laura, Laura Lane is actually on my podcast this week. Oh my God, I am. I yeah. didn't even know. You're on the well, next episode, Ma. Oh, wow. This episode comes out April 17th though, so people might have to go back. Okay, to well, oh, go okay. back and you will find Laura on <laughs> yeah, the we episode pre- three. We pre-recorded this episode, so. <laughs> um, Glad you guys cleared that up. I, I was on an episode a while ago. <laughs> No. Um, but yeah, there might be some crossover guests too. Um, so yeah, check out her podcast and a little plug for ourselves. Check out our book. If you want more, this is why you're single. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and we will read it to you. If you get our audio book on audible, Angela and I, we, we both read different chapters. So check it out. We do. Um, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. So for a full list of sponsors in the codes, please check out our podcast page on this is why you're show.com. We are on social ourselves. We have uh, Instagram and Twitter at your single show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. And I'm at Laura Lane on uh, Twitter and Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. That's right. And like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.